the plant-based diet, those foods, many of them are generally higher in calcium and phosphorus. Phosphates in general, they are very important minerals because these minerals help to strengthen and rebuild teeth. You have more power over your health than what you've been told. This is the Healthy Lifestyle Solutions Podcast. I'm Maya Acosta, and I'm passionate about finding healthy lifestyle solutions to support optimal human health. If you're willing to go with me, together we can discover how simple lifestyle choices can help improve our quality of life and increase longevity in a big way. Let's get started. Are you looking for clean and eco-friendly vegan dental and body care products? Dr. Anne, a dentist and the founder of Happy Hippo Plant Organics, needed to find a solution to a rash that she developed while using a lip balm. Dr. Anne came on the show in late 2020 to answer some of those dental concerns that we have in terms of dental health. And at that time, she had just launched her company, Happy Hippo Plant Organics. Today, she has expanded her product line and is now in over 40 stores nationwide and has been featured in several magazines. Dr. Ann is offering you, my listeners, a discount code. So simply go to her website, happyhippoplantorganics.com and use HLS15 to get 15% off your purchase. Also, you can visit her Etsy store. For the full bio and more information on Dr. Ann, simply go to my website, healthylifestylesolutions.com. Org, and I will also add a link to her previous visit on the show so that you can learn more about dental health. As always, my friends, I hope that you enjoy this episode. All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Healthy Lifestyle Solutions podcast. I'm your host, Maya Acosta. I have a guest who's been on before, and she's a plant-based dentist, but she also is a business owner and entrepreneur. And this is what we want to focus on this time. So welcome, Dr. Ann. Thank you so much for having me. I am very excited to be here. Thank you for coming back. And by the way, I just want to emphasize, I always go back and re-record my intro. So I didn't do a full intro on you, but I will do that. And that's because we want to let people know like what the gist of the conversation is going to be. So Dr. Ann, you were on previously and I had all sorts of questions about dental health and what we've seen. I am going to add a link to the show notes so that people can go back and listen to that. And till this day, you are the only dentist I've ever interviewed. <laughs> so I'm so hard. <laughs> I know. It's just, I almost had a dental hygienist come on, but she still doesn't feel very comfortable being on podcasts. And, but I feel like there's so much knowledge. So I just thought before we talk about Happy Hippo, this wonderful company um, business that you've created during the pandemic, I was wondering if you have any health tips. And I'll start with the fact that the other day I was driving and there was a commercial on the radio and they talked about dental health. And all the diseases and conditions are associated with not caring for our teeth. So do you have a tip that you can offer my listeners? Yes. Actually, a common one that people don't realize is that even, well, as a, I guess most of your listeners are more plant-based gear or at least wanting to go to that side, the pH in foods can definitely affect the strength of our teeth. For example, we have a pH scale of 1 to 14. 7 is neutral 
anything higher than seven is basic. Anything lower than seven is acidic. And our oral cavity, our mouth is generally neutral, maybe slightly acidic, just depending on diet, depending on medical history, lots of different things. But our enamel, um, actually, let me show you a model. I have uh, teeth here. So the enamel, our teeth, think of it as an egg, right? The outer shell of the tooth is the enamel. That the Our enamel starts to dissolve at a pH level of 5.5. So if you can imagine coffee, for those who love coffee, coffee is actually acidic. Definitely not trying to say don't drink the things that you love, juices, vinaigrettes. Those are all, you know, apple cider, apple cider, vinegar, vinaigrette, a lemon juice. Those are all great, but you definitely want to make sure you rinse with water afterwards because it can over time if you don't, if you're just constantly eating it throughout the day. Remember, our teeth start to dissolve. And once it goes past the outer eggshell, it starts to expose the inner layer called the dentin, and that actually starts dissolving at 6.5. So that's actually just a little bit under neutral. So fun tips are after eating anything acidic, make sure you rinse with water, maybe eat something that's more alkaline, like leafy greens, like yeah, leafy greens. Carrots are also actually very fun, natural toothbrushes on the fly. So just little fun tips here and there. Wow, this is great. So Dr. Ann, I'm just as guilty about the acidic, not so much the foods, but the drinks. And Mm -hmm. you on this list that you just gave us was coffee. And I can definitely tell that my enamel, my teeth, the color changes from drinking coffee. And I no longer drink wine. But I could tell the difference after drinking wine as well, that my teeth would, the color would actually darken a little bit, become like a little bit of a shade of purple or something. So what you're saying is it's pretty tricky, but you're saying after consuming these foods or drinks, just give ourselves Mm -hmm. a little bit of a rinse. And I want to say that I learned this from you, that we don't want to immediately brush our teeth after consuming or drinking an acidic product. Correct. Yes. Thank you for bringing that up. And I have a lot of patients who don't realize that. So in the operatory, in the chair, I noticed that many of my patients' teeth are so eroded that you can actually start seeing the roots of the teeth through the shadowing. So very true. After drinking lemonade or even fruit juice, you don't want to brush your teeth right away because the pH at that point is when the tooth is very, very soft. So if you can imagine taking a tooth, something that's soft, the outer eggshell, and you take, even if you had a soft bristle toothbrush, but over time, when you brush that, you're actually permanently removing enamel. And that's going to get to your dentin, the inside of your tooth a lot faster. And so unfortunately, once you break that barrier of the enamel, teeth start dissolving at a quicker rate. And so you want to make sure you try to neutralize the pH first. And you can do that, like I said, by rinsing with water. I tell some of my patients who actually have GERD, which is acid, just continual acid reflux all the time, which makes the pH in the mouth very prone to dissolving. And so I tell them to actually take a bottle of water with baking soda and rinse throughout the day. And that helps to protect the teeth. And again, everyone's different, but yes, you're right. Do not brush your teeth immediately after 
eating anything super acidic like vinaigrette, lemon water even, wait a little while. That's a great tip. Thank you. So I'm going to make sure that everyone listens to that point in terms of consuming acidic foods and drinks that can harm or damage our enamel and give ourselves a good rinse with water. Thank you, Dr. Anne. Okay, so the pandemic happened and there were some concerns that I had in terms of, you know, people not, and you can probably give us this perspective as well, people not going for regular dental cleanings because of the pandemic. And there were so many concerns. And I, you know, I felt bad for those professionals that had to continue to see patients because you were putting yourself at risk at that time. So if you want to share anything about that, but I will tell you that I went ahead and went back for my cleaning. And despite the fact that I didn't go 2020, I returned late 2021 to see the dentist because I was one of those that was still a little bit scared. I was told that I did not have as much tartar or plaque on my teeth for someone who didn't have regular cleanings during that time. So I didn't know what to say. Part of me was like, could it be the foods that I eat? (laughs) Could it be that Mm -hmm. I don't consume animal-based products that my teeth are a little bit healthier? I don't know if you want to speak to that and also briefly tell us, you know, what was your experience like during the pandemic? Yeah, I know. First address the pandemic. So thankfully in dentistry, we've been pretty much accustomed to keeping proper protective, you know, masks, gloves. We basically treat everyone as if we don't want to cross-contaminate. We don't want to get our patients sick. We don't want to get ourselves sick. And so with the pandemic hitting, and even though we were really good about wiping down, wearing masks, wearing protective barriers, it was tough, Maya, in terms of like now we had to wear these N95s with these big shields and these space suit looking gowns. We still saw patients a little bit, but it was more so we cut back on a lot of the procedures that caused aerosols. For example, when we do fillings, our hand pieces cause a lot of aerosols and that spreads in the air and it stay, it can potentially stay in the air for a while. And if there are any you know, viruses in those particles, someone definitely can get sick by just walking through that mist of uh, particles. And so we stopped doing those procedures and we just limited it to emergency exams, patients who came up with pain and swelling. Of course, we would want to alleviate those. We don't want it to become a life-threatening situation. And so if we have to do a tooth removal at that point, just to make sure, just to get that infection out of the body, put, you know, put them on antibiotics if needed. So during the pandemic, I would say for the first several months, we were very slow only because we had to just focus on emergency patients. And that in the grand scheme of things, if you can imagine all these fillings, all these cleanings, for a while, we weren't even doing cleanings. We slowly got back into it, but we weren't polishing because polishing the teeth can also cause aerosols. And so the hygienists were doing everything via hand scaling, where they just kind of use an instrument and you know clean the teeth with hand instruments rather than using actual polishers to, to do so. So that led to a backlog of procedures. And like you said, a lot of patients, when eventually we, even when patients came in as emergency patients and after when things started opening up a little bit, we saw many, many, many patients with heavier plaque cavities, 
<laughs> went through the roof. I think people, because they weren't, some people weren't going to work or school. And so that lack of routine, I definitely saw a difference in people becoming a little bit lazier with their home care. They admitted, you know, I'm at home all day. I don't have to go out and talk with people. I'm not brushing my teeth as often. I'm not flossing. Food-wise, too, to address that, uh, Maya, you're right. Food has a lot to do with the way that, I guess, the health of our teeth. My particular population that I work with is more prone to cavities because of the diet. And so you touched up on your plant-based diet. It's true. If you're on a whole food plant-based diet, you're not consuming some of those foods that are high in starches. Simple starches is what I'm talking about. Uh, foods that are higher in sugars. For instance, a lot of my patients do like processed breads and crackers. Parents don't realize, you know, I give Johnny goldfish crackers. They're not full of sugar, but I educate my parents that even simple starches can quickly turn into sugar, which bad bacteria love to feast on. And that fuzzy, you know, that fuzzy stuff that's on your teeth after you eat something sugary or starchy, that's yes. actually plaque that builds on the teeth from eating those foods that the bad bacteria like to feast on. But Maya, oh since you're more of a, you eat plant-based foods, you eat whole foods, vegetables, those things that they don't feed bad bacteria. And so, which is why you don't have that plaque that other people might have if they're eating a starchy or sugary foods. Wow. So I wondered, but I didn't want to tell the dentist, you know, I didn't want to say I'm plant-based and this is what I eat. I mean, especially when we take in a lot of salads, you were just talking about balancing the acidity that touches our enamel and you suggested eating green leafy vegetables to kind of probably help alkalize or balance that pH level. So I'm assuming that if a lot of us are eating more raw foods that are like salads and greens, then that mm -hmm. is probably helping to protect our teeth. And so I was actually surprised because I, you know, how many of us are not embarrassed to go to the dentist? And it's like exposing mm -hmm. ourselves. We can't lie about not flossing and brushing our teeth regularly. It's pretty obvious, I think, to dentists. So I did expect a heavy, heavy cleaning to take place. But she was just like, wow, you've done pretty good for not having been here for a year. Keep doing whatever you're doing. You're doing it right. And I thought, oh my God, really? Like I've never heard anyone tell me that. So it could be what I'm eating. But of course, I know that I have to keep up with regular cleaning as well. So thank you for sharing that, Dr. Ann. That's good Absolutely. stuff. I'm really, really excited about what 2020 brought into your life. You, like many people, had to make changes in your life. And as a result, you developed Happy Hippo Plant Organics. And this is the main topic that I wanted to focus on for this episode. So I'd love for you to share with our listeners how you develop your business, because I now consider you a vegan entrepreneur and you have come a long way from the time that we last interviewed and when you had just started your, you know, releasing some of your products. So please tell us about Happy Hippo Plant Organics. Yes, as you know, I started in 2020, but it's interestingly enough that it started during the pandemic when our clinic did shut down for a few weeks. And during those several months I told you about where we were kind of slowing things down and only seeing emergency patients, well, management divided our teams into A and B teams where we'd actually rotate 
to go into work every other week because there wasn't a lot of work to do. Um, I mean, we weren't doing the normal procedures we were doing. And so that, interestingly enough, I developed a painful rash around my face around that time when everything started. And I assumed it was because of the N95 masks that I was wearing. I even sought help from a dermatologist, was put on different medications, and nothing worked. Long story short, it turned out that my adverse reaction was actually from a store-bought lip balm. And I, unfortunately, due to the long list of ingredients, I just could not pinpoint the ingredient that was causing this reaction. So Mm -hmm. I decided to make my own lip balm at home using very minimal plant-based ingredients. And lo and behold, my skin cleared up. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so fun. Well, around that time, my youngest sister also got laid off and, you know, I was just making different products. I'm like, oh my gosh, why don't I just make this a brand? This is so cool. This is fun. I love this. And so I took that time. Thankfully, it was just great timing, Maya, just being able to have that time during the (laughs) pandemic. I had the time to just do my research, my first website. I built by myself, the logo, the branding, the demographics, my target market, all those things I just wrote down. I have this little journal that I just brainstormed every morning after I did my quiet time. I would just write out all my ideas and then I started just researching them. And then I built Happy Hippo Plant Organics. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) And at that time, you sent me a few samples. So you sent me the actual lip balm. And at the time, there were about three flavors, varieties. And then the toothbrushes that are made out of bamboo. And you, by the way, take into consideration the sustainability, the packaging, because you want your products to be earth friendly. And then I started to see you add it more and more products. So this is incredible because I thought it would be a lot of fun to have you on the podcast, showcase some of your products as potential Mm -hmm. stocking stuffers, you know, gifts for the holidays. So from the last time that you were on the show, you Mm -hmm. have now expanded. So tell us what else, because before it was dental care, what else is part of Happy Hippo? I would say Happy Hippo Plant Organics is an eco-friendly, all-natural, non-toxic dental and body care company now. I'm holding up a case of all my lip balm scents now. I know you're right. I started out with three flavors. Now I have many and these have been really fun. They are contained in biodegradable tubes like this one. So they're actually backyard compostable. When you're done with them, you can actually throw it in your compost bin in the backyard. They will biodegrade over time. Worms love these. And the way that you use them is that instead of the twisting mechanism on the plastic lip balm tubes, you twist off the cap like this, and then you push up like a push pop. And so you, instead of twisting it, you just push it up and you use it that way. And you can push it back down like that and recap Mm -hmm. it. Um, Besides lip balms, like you said, Maya, yes, the dental things that I have right now are natural toothpaste tablets. I'm holding up these three flavors that I have. I have natural peppermint, cinnamon, and strawberry. And they're flavored with natural minimal ingredients. They look like these little tablets here. And so what you actually do 
because they don't have water, you can take them with you camping. You can take them on the airplane. You don't have to worry about regulations because there's no water. And so you can very easy. And the packaging now is also backyard compostable. Like I said, if you're camping, you don't have to worry about littering because these will literally just biodegrade over time. And so you crunch these up a few times and then you brush it and it foams in your mouth, uh, just like regular toothpaste. Earlier, I had mentioned some of the ingredients. Well, actually, let me go back to ingredients in the in foods you want. Maya, you'd mentioned plant-based diet. Well, a lot of those foods contain natural calcium and phosphorus, which are minerals that are really important to strengthening our teeth. And so my toothpaste tablets have... Uh, natural sources of calcium and phosphates, which will help strengthen teeth. And then it also has baking soda, which helps neutralize teeth. So Maya, when you talked about your teeth being healthier than some people who do eat certain foods. So with the plant-based diet, those foods do, many of them are generally higher in calcium and phosphorus. Phosphates in general, they're very important minerals because these minerals help to strengthen and rebuild teeth. Foods such as lentils, greens, even broccoli, cauliflower, those have great source of calcium, phosphorus. Same with my toothpaste tablets, which is why um, even though they're minimal ingredients, I do have natural sources of calcium and phosphates, which help strengthen teeth. And then the pH I was talking to you about earlier, I have baking soda in the toothpaste, which helps to re-neutralize our dentin and enamel. They don't have fluoride in them, but there are other ingredients that have scientifically proven to help strengthen teeth naturally. Some other products I'll just kind of quickly go over are some bath soaks. My popular items right now are lotion bars. They are also contained in biodegradable jars. They're shaped like flowers, and so they definitely make great gifts. Uh, This one is a rose lotion bar, and it actually has rose petals in them, and so they're fun. One more thing I'll show you guys really quickly is this gift set. So I do have options for customization on my website. I have soaps, I have lip balms, butters. So all different kinds of things on my website. I do make the body care items myself in my kitchen. Of course, the other things such as the toothbrushes, um, I have a factory that makes them for me. But other than that, I really have a lot of fun making these for, for people. That is impressive. Oh my God, where to start? This is wonderful. I want to add, as you were showcasing your products now, that I think I've shared with you that I have a lot of sensitivities when it comes to what I put on my skin and fragrances. I once heard that there's a small percentage of people in the population that are highly, highly sensitive, and it's not known why. It's almost labeled like a condition that I can't light candles, I can't wear perfumes, I can't spray aerosols, like you were talking about aerosols, just like certain sprays in the house. I can't use chemicals because I get extreme headaches, Mm -hmm. and my skin is highly, highly sensitive in terms Mm -hmm. of what I put on my skin. Mm -hmm. So many, many years ago, I started looking into alternative and more organic, healthier 
uh, products, which is why I really like your company. And I'm assuming that not only many people may have some sensitivities, but may also want to consider what they put in their mouth, what they put on their skin, because we know that we absorb all of that. Your lip balms came very handy to me when I realized that as a podcaster, you can see this, I'm always sipping on water because my mouth does get dry from talking (laughs) and my lips get dry from that. And I didn't know until I started doing the research that there are lip balms and other lipsticks and other products that we put on skin on Mm -hmm. our face, on our lips that actually are not only bad for the environment, but bad for our health. Because like Mm -hmm. I said, we absorb a lot of that. I'm thankful that you have these alternative products. And I'm excited to hear that you have your tablets. And Mm -hmm. I want to tell you how I know about these tablets. So when my husband and I travel and we're starting to travel a lot more again, we each pack our toiletry bags and we each ask each other, who's taking the toothpaste? (laughs) Because (laughs) as you know, the toothpaste is huge. And the little small ones, travel size are useless because, you know, Dr. Ann, we brush our teeth a lot more than what the little travel size toothpaste offers. Mm -hmm. And so usually one of us will take the bulky toothpaste with us. And Mm -hmm. I like the ones that don't have any, what is that one product? I can't believe it just uh, fluoride. So I don't Mm -hmm. use fluoride. I've done that for years. And then I learned about these tablets and I picked up some from a local store. And I was disappointed in the sense that these particular tablets were very hard to chew. Mm -hmm. And when I would take a little bit of water just to kind of help lather, they were not as effective as I thought. They didn't really work like toothpaste. Tell us how your product works and how you recommend the tablets be used. And by the way, I like them because, like you said, they're easy to travel with. So you can put them Mm -hmm. in a little bag or a little container or however, whatever is best for you. And Mm -hmm. there you're ready to pack and travel. Right. Yeah. So you mentioned the being more holistic. I would agree with you. My journey becoming plant-based, as I did my research on the benefits of how it not only benefits our bodies, but it's better for the environment. And so when I built my brand, Maya, I wanted it to address three main problems. The first problem being I wanted it to have minimal ingredients that were hypoallergenic, meaning they contain ingredients that are not commonly, they don't commonly cause reactions in people. And I definitely steer away from any synthetic fragrances, dyes, chemicals. I do use essential oils, organic essential oils. Um, I use a brand that is actually certified organic and vegan, cruelty-free. And I use food extracts that are our food. And so so that being the first problem I wanted to address. And then that's the second problem is making sure it's better for the environment. And then the third problem is I learning how different industries treat animals. I wanted to make sure it's going to be vegan and animal cruelty free. So, um, Yeah. First, I commented on those uh, sensitivities that I had. And then I asked about your tablets and how you recommend people use them. Okay. Yes. With the toothpaste tablets, because they're waterless, like you said, Maya, we can take these to travel anywhere. You can take them camping. You don't have to worry about the packaging because they'll biodegrade if you accidentally leave them behind. But um, the way that you use it, you take 
a little tablet. Um, you put it in your mouth, you crunch it a few times. It is solid, but it's not, I mean, it does have like a soft crunch to it. I wouldn't say it's like a, it's not like those mints where, you know, you crunch and they just don't dissolve. It's right. kind of like a, I don't know if that makes sense. Like a soft crunch kind of like, yes. it's kind of, yeah. Um, so you, you want to keep them away from moisture because if you, if they do contact water, they can become mushy. They still can be usable, but yeah. Anyway, so you put them in your mouth, you wet your toothbrush, crunch them a few times, you brush, 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 brush. And it's actually, um, the combination of the baking soda and eating a natural ingredient called Quilaha Sapane. I don't know how to say it very well. <laughs> Let me do this again. Okay. Quilaha Sapanaria extract and okay. baking soda. Those two ingredients actually help cause the foam in the mouth. So really easy. It does take time to get used to. Some people like them. Some people, it's weird for some people because it's many of us are used to the paste, you know, but for me, I, mm -hmm. I love them. And for some people, they <laughs> once they go back, they, they, they use this and they don't go back. But again, it just depends on the person. Now, you talked about another product that I'm interested in, and this is the lotion bars. And I have this ritual every single evening because I, I learned a little bit about reflexology and those pressure points on the feet and as well as the hands. I just mm -hmm. have this ritual that I've done for many years that I'll sit and relax at the end of the day. And I put a little lotion on my feet and I pressure points and I massage my feet and then I do my hands. And so... And so when I'm thinking that's the hardest thing to travel with, Dr. Ann, lotion, mm -hmm. because you run the risk of lotion exploding <laughs> or, you know, from the pressure in the plane. So yeah. there's all of that hassle. And of course, I always have to have lotion after a good shower. Um, yours are, you said they're lotion bars mm -hmm. and I've never seen those. Yeah. So um, let me open one up. So again, they're in these biodegradable paper jars and it's lotion in solid form and yeah so this is what it looks like this is the the lavender one it's wrapped cool. up in a vegan waxed so this is what it's shaped in a flower and you can see it have little lavender flowers in there but yeah it, it has a higher beautiful it has a higher um i put a, a tiny bit of candelilla wax which is a plant wax and mm -hmm. it has only just a few ingredients um depending on which flavor or which scent you get the lavender just contains uh, candelilla wax shea butter coconut oil and lavender oil and blossoms and so what you do is you kind of melt it in your fingers in between your fingers a little bit you pinch a mm -hmm. piece off or you can actually take the whole thing and just kind of you know, keep, put it on your skin for a little bit, let that warm up and then you just kind of apply it. And so it goes on really smoothly. Um, it's great for people with dry skin. Initially, um, you definitely, you definitely want to keep it out of the hot sun though. You've, you know, it's, you don't have to worry about it exploding in the airplane. Um, but yeah, I would say as long as you keep it out of the hot sun, it is such a great, um, essential to take with you to traveling as well or to use at home. 
Yes, uh, that's exactly why I think um, because you've taken such consideration and into how you package mm-hmm. and and how you lay out all of your products. I think they would be beautiful gifts for anyone who's just interested in trying something that's a little bit, um, first of all, not only cleaner product, but supporting a small business, I think is very mm-hmm. important. Sometimes we get into this routine of picking up what's nearest, closest to us, our mm-hmm. local pharmacies and stores. And we forget that there are people that are creating great products from their home. And so I really like what you're about and what you've been doing. And I was impressed because I follow you on social media. And by the way, I've been highlighting the importance of brand awareness and mm-hmm. why it's important to have a presence online. And I want to say more specifically Instagram because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a huge user of Instagram, but that's a great way that you've been showing us what's been going on with Happy Hippo Plant Organics. Tell us about some of the things that you've been doing in terms of where your product is now located in terms of the physical stores and how you've mm-hmm. been highlighted. Now I've seen you in magazines, I've seen you be involved in what would you call it? Like a contest to be featured. There are all these things that you're now involved in. I would say it's been so fun. I, you're right with my company. It has come a long ways. I am so humbled and very excited that my brand is carried in over 40 stores nationwide. I do believe a lot of businesses and just people in general have been so supportive of small women owned businesses. Um, I definitely take pride in taking a percentage of sales. Uh, So all my customers are part of what I do for in terms of um, giving back. And, And people seem to really jive with that and they agree with that. So a percentage of sales go back to planting trees, other environmental causes, animal welfare causes, as well as humanitarian ones. And so I feel like a lot of people and businesses just love that. And so, yeah, so now I'm in 40 stores. I do have my own website and Etsy shop as well, where people are constantly purchasing from that as well. And I think um, having a presence on Instagram helps. I've been featured in several different magazines, including Ask Us Beauty magazine, which I'm so honored and humbled for because I get to be on a team of other doctors and beauty experts and just talk about um, how how this brand helps contribute to, you know, um, the value of other people because I not only want to give out products that are safer for humans, animals, and the planet, but I also want to give value by educating my patients and customers on just overall wellness, you know, with oral health, uh, diet, and all those different things. Well, I am impressed. It's wonderful to see how you've grown. Now, in terms of the physical stores, the brick and mortars, where are you found? You said 40 stores nationwide. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have local stores in here in Northern California. I'm in Save Mart, which is a, a pretty large store. Most of the other stores I'm in are privately owned, like natural food stores. I'm in like a grocery store called Sunrise Grocery Store. If you want to know the whole list, my shops are listed on my website, where if you were in Florida, I have a couple of sustainable shops 
they're actually called refilleries where you actually can go and buy, let's say, soap from, mm-hmm. you know, you can use your own container and they have these big dispensers where you can get the soaps from. So a lot, yeah, I would say most of my businesses that carry my brand, yes, aside from the few larger grocery stores, most are natural food stores or sustainable refillery shops. Oh, this is wonderful. So exciting. I'm going to check out the ones in Florida so that the next time I'm in Florida, I can look for your product as well. You know, this is a lot of fun. So I like the things that you stand for. So you said, I just kind of want to reiterate that one of the first things that you took into consideration is the exact, the ingredients that went into your products so that you can avoid those allergens, the things that affect people's skins. I was talking about how I just can't have a lot of heavy perfumes and you avoid synthetic uh, ingredients, especially we know that a lot of synthetic perfumes are added to all sorts of products, personal care and household products. And so yours are food grade. So your essential oils, that's one way that you help to fragrant or add fragrance to your products. Mm -hmm. And then number two, you took into consideration the planet, our environment. So the sustainability portion of it is very important to you. And I love your packaging. I don't know if it's changed much from the first time you sent me a box, but I could see that that was definitely, and by the way, I want to mention that your toothbrushes are biodegradable. Oh, yes. Thank you for bringing that up. Yes. So these are my toothbrushes. I have children's toothbrushes as well as adult ones, one in soft and one in extra soft. The shaft of the toothbrush, which is this part here, is made of bamboo. But my bristles, I will say they are made of nylon, which is not biodegradable. There are other biodegradable options. However, as a dentist, those other options are not viable. They're not hemian for me. I told you guys about how our enamel can erode with acids, but they can also Mm -hmm. erode with certain materials. And so some of these materials is made of boar hair or other things that are actually porous and very abrasive to the teeth, which is why at this time, The nylon bristles are not biodegradable, but I'm definitely constantly looking into different options. If it's something better, I will use that because I want to make sure, you know, I have the best for people and the planet in mind. But yeah, if you want to compost these, you just remove the bristles and then you throw the bamboo shaft into your compost bin or reuse them for your garden. You can use these as labels. But yeah, for the most part, they are biodegradable. That is so cool. And how long does a bamboo toothbrush last? Well, the bristles itself, and mm-hmm. I want to add to what you just said, is that we tend to think that heavy brushing will do the job, but that's causing damage is what you're saying. Correct. Yes. A huge misconception, and I'm guilty of it as well. It actually wasn't until I entered dental school that I realized that all these years I had been brushing too aggressively. And my mom would buy us medium toothbrushes. And so what happened is I developed a gum recession where um, I had been permanently brushing away both my gums and my teeth. And so a dentist recommend using a soft bristle toothbrush. You actually, as long as you're brushing mm-hmm. your teeth on a regular basis, friends, you do not need to apply a lot of pressure. You just need gentle pressure, you know, along mm-hmm. with you know, if you're doing it on a consistent basis, just like this, you will be able to remove the plaque 
debris very successfully. So yeah. um, mm-hmm. good point. That's Maya. a good point. And when I think of the nails, you know, you get a manicure and mm-hmm. when there's filing happening, the cuticles are affected and that's that thin layer of skin. Mm-hmm. So if that happens to our cuticles, when we're having a manicure, imagine the gum line <laughs> from the yeah. aggressive brushing. Right, right. And you know what? I like that you bring up nails because when we file the nails, nails can grow back, but our enamel, unfortunately, it strengthens to an extent, but it doesn't grow back the same way our nails do. It's yes, yeah, nothing like that at all. Right. <laughs> Unfortunately, about the cuticle thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thanks for correcting me in that, or at least uh, making that point. I did ask, how long does a bamboo, the bristles on that bamboo toothbrush last? Like how often should we replace our toothbrush? Ooh, great question. So as a dentist, I recommend that we change out our toothbrushes every three months. Why? Because over time, our bristles fray and they cause the bristles not to be as effective. Um, and not only that, but it's the yuck factor called bacteria. Ew. As we all know, bacteria, <laughs> <laughs> they, yep. they, grow and they grow. And so if you can imagine, gosh, if you've had a toothbrush for a year, think of what's growing on that toothbrush. It's it's pretty yucky. So so yeah, it's it's for safety reasons, health reasons, because you want to make sure you have a, a fresh toothbrush. Make sure when you store your toothbrushes, store them upright. Some people store them laying down next to the bathtub. You want to keep them as dry as possible because moisture, bacteria loves moisture. So make sure you store them upright. A really another good tip to help um keep your toothbrushes cleaner. But yeah, every three months, Maya, change them out. Great stuff. And then I was adding to your point, the third point before I forget. So we talked about Mm -hmm. how important it was for you to have um, hypoallergenic, I never say that right, but hypoallergenic products. The first point was that we were talking about was just you took into into consideration the ingredients to make sure that they um, are natural and not of allergen that do not cause allergic reactions to the skin. And then, of course, we just talked about um, better for the environment. And then finally, I like that all your products are vegan and cruelty-free. So I really Mm -hmm. appreciate that, Dr. Ann, because a lot of times, like, we just have this mentality, and I don't know if it's how things are mass-manufactured now, that the easiest thing to do is the cheapest, the cheapest and the easiest thing to do is to use animal byproducts or some something that involves animals, and you've shown with your product line, that's not necessary. Mm -hmm. You don't have to involve animals in the process of creating healthy and really effective products for your skin, for your lips, your toothbrushes and your toothpaste can all be cruelty free. And so for those of us that are ethical vegans, that's really important to us. I just wanted to bring this one point really quickly too. In addition to being plant-based, because many of these plant-based ingredients like cocoa butter, shea butter, they're naturally high in antioxidants. So when you mentioned it's good for your skin. Yeah, it's naturally reversing aging, you know, and a lot of other products that contain petroleum, which is oil-based. It's like, well, you know, petroleum, that's not really great for the environment, but that locks in moisture, whereas these other ingredients add moisture. So anyway, I just wanted to, since you mentioned the good for the skin thing, I was like, oh yeah, the antioxidant factor is huge. (laughs) 
That is true. Thank you. And so before we move on to, as we're wrapping things up, we're going to do like the rapid fire questions that you answer quickly. It just allows us to kind of lighten the conversation, but also we get to know you a little bit better. Before we do that, I want to make sure that you are offering our listeners a discount. So Mm -hmm. we'll add a link to the actual website and then please tell us about, there's like a coupon code that people can use. How much is that for and what is the code? Yes, I would love to offer our listeners a 15% discount code. The code is H is in Henry, L is in Larry, S is in Sam, 15. And it's good for both my website and Etsy shop. Oh, that's right. I need to make sure I add your Etsy shop link as well. I'm so excited that you're on that platform too, on the app. <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, Dr. Ann, for this discount. And I really encourage everyone to go out, give this product a try. Happy Hippo Plant Organics or consider gifting a gift. You have these, what did you call them? Like gift packages, you know, consider buying a gift, you know, for someone that you love, just introducing them to a new product. Okay. Dr. Ann, are you ready for a couple of questions? Yes, I am. Okay. Awesome. And you can feel free to answer them quickly or to elaborate. It's just another way of getting to know you. All right. So this is a fun question to ask because everybody has their routine first thing in the morning and God knows I go straight to work. (laughs) Like I'm working. As soon as I wake up, I have my coffee, which is not good for my teeth, but okay. So when you wake up in the morning, what is your number one priority? I love to start my day with reading a passage in the Bible and really meditating on what it means. For example, this morning I read in Proverbs 9, and the part that really stuck out to me today, this morning, was basically it said, give instruction to a wise man and they will become wiser. Correct a wise man and he will love you. And so the point of of that, how I took it is that, Life is lifelong learning. I don't ever want to feel comfortable or become prideful of feeling that I think I know everything. I definitely mm-hmm. welcome. I love it when my customers or my coworkers tell me, hey, maybe you should do this differently. Or, you know, I just love feedback. I really do believe life is about growing. And so I also, mm-hmm. in addition to meditating on a passage, um, I will just list out all the things I'm grateful, just like, Lord, I'm thankful for you, Maya, for being, you know, spending time with you on this podcast. I I also pray for people and situations that come to heart. And so when I put my mind and make that my focus for the morning, it helps really set the outlook for the rest of my day and to be more intentional and more grateful. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. I know that your faith is so important. I'm a Christian too. I think I've shared that with you. Mm-hmm. And I love that is truly a driving force for everything that you're doing, because I really believe that God has really kept you and has opened up so many doors for you. And I'm, I'm just so happy for you. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Maya. Okay, here's the other question. Now, I didn't see you highlight this one in blue because some you did highlight in blue, so I wasn't sure, but you wrote in debt about this. I asked because I cannot imagine what it's like to be an entrepreneur to develop a company from scratch. So Mm -hmm. I asked, what is the hardest thing about starting Happy Hippo? Yeah, the hardest thing about starting this company is not knowing what I was doing. And so I would say it's the trial and error 
I made <laughs> many mistakes, some of them very costly. And I, gosh, Maya, I do tend when I'm passionate about something. Thankfully, my husband kind of kind of reminds me, hey, Anne, maybe you might want to, you know, pull back a, a few notches here. I'll give you an example. When I wanted to make labels for my lip balms, I knew what my logo wanted to be. However, I didn't really consider, you know, like the color schemes and maybe like certain wording on my labels. And so I ended up making like thousands of these labels paying, like putting so much money into these when they came back I'm like oh shoot I'm not really happy with these because in the long run I wanted to reduce the price point of each label but then because I acted out in such an excited unwise rush I ended up throwing a lot of money out the window so friends yeah I would definitely <laughs> recommend going in retrospect I would have probably paid a little bit more per label knowing that I was satisfied with those before I spent thousands of dollars with labels right. yeah so do you lots of trial and a, a, <laughs> I was gonna say that's an expensive lesson <laughs> but yeah. Does it help to be, I don't know if you're in a group, but does it help to be in a group of entrepreneurs who are sort of at the same level of learning or being in a group of where you can be mentored or mentoring others in business? Yeah, no, Maya, that is such a great question because for the first year, Maya, I did everything myself and I feel like I know, actually, I know if I would have had the mentors in the women business, I'm so right now I'm a part of women-owned business groups, lots of other programs that are out there for free. I would have saved myself so much grief and mistakes. But yes, it is so important to have mentors to guide and for people who've kind of... It's good to have people in kind of like in your level who are doing it with you because things can get discouraging and just knowing that someone else understands mm -hmm. makes it helpful. But then also to have big sisters and big brothers... I guess in a sense that they've been doing it for a little bit longer. And many people I've found are so willing and so happy to be my teachers in that way. And likewise, now I find myself mentoring people who are starting out. And so it's the small business community is awesome. So I definitely oh. highly recommend doing that if you're going to start a business. Absolutely. I'm becoming more and more passionate about supporting small businesses, even in my own area. So I'm partnering with a local business. She has these delicious and very healthy, organic, no added sugar, plant-based snacks that are like cocoa bites and also date truffles. And Ooh. yeah, and so we're doing an event at her location because I need the venue and she could use the promotion to bring people into her store. And I love that idea of doing mm -hmm. that instead of going to a commercial place. It doesn't need our help. But then also mm -hmm. we're supporting one another because we're vegan, right? So we have yeah, sort of a similar yeah. mission. So right. speaking of good things and, um, you know, things that have happened this year, what would you tell us is the best thing that has happened for you this year? I'm so grateful for so many things, Maya, but I would say something that sticks out to me is that I mentioned it earlier is becoming an Ask Us Beauty partner. They mm -hmm. have a magazine and a podcast. And so I get to be on a team of other doctors and beauty experts. And so it's like, wow, my stuff has to be in a magazine. I'm like, I can't believe it. It's just something. I don't know what it is. It's just something seeing your baby 
in media or on the news or in magazines. It's so crazy. I still can't believe it to this day. It's amazing. And then I was a winner for a regional pitch competition. I honestly had never done it before. It was my first one ever. I submitted a video and I just was honest about the mission behind my brand. And I actually was a winner and I received grant money for it as well as a year's worth of business training. So that's pretty cool. Really fun. That is a dream right there. One year of business training to Mm -hmm. take you to the next level. Oh my goodness. That's wonderful. (laughs) Okay. A couple of other questions, because I know you've given me so much time already. I was wondering, we talked about food in the past and we did a live demo that I'm going to send people to where you taught me how to do these delicious spring rolls. I wanted to ask you if you still have some a favorite meal and it looks like it's it might be what we did together. So tell my listeners, what do you enjoy? What is your favorite meal? I loved doing that cooking show with you, Maya, a while back. My favorite meal to this day is still spring rolls, hands down, or any variation of it. I'm Vietnamese. I grew up eating it. And when I say spring rolls, the cool thing is being plant-based. There are so many options, whether it be rice paper wrap or lettuce wraps, whatever I have at home, I just roll it up and it's so quick, so delicious. Key thing for me is the sauce. I make variations of peanut sauce almond butter sauce, tahini sauce, you know, soy sauce. It's just amazing. I don't get sick of it. I can eat it every day. (laughs) Same here. And as a matter of fact, I've been traveling lately and I always go to the stores that I've never been to or try something new. And I'm always looking for some new product or like Mm -hmm. I said, something that I normally don't have. And I found a package of like smaller, you probably can't see this because of our video, but smaller spring rolls wraps like the little ones. And I said, Oh my God, I wonder if I can make a tiny one. Like, so I'm going to send you a photo after we hang up so that you can see what I'm talking about, but because I have them in the pantry. Okay. So, and then one last question. And I'm going to ask this one because even though we work hard on taking care of our health, we do get sick from time to time. All of us do. And so I always wonder how, what people do when they're feeling under the weather. What would you say is your routine? When I feel under the weather, I love sipping on hot teas. We have variations of many, many different teas. I would say my go-to would be chamomile or peppermint tea. I love snuggling in my couch with my big, 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 heavy blanket and just watch just down to earth, funny movies, such as Will Ferrell (laughs) movies or Disney movies, (laughs) just just rounding out on the couch. I love that. Oh my goodness. I'm so glad that, you know, my husband's not a fan of Will Ferrell. And the other day I put on Elf again. And (laughs) and because I love to laugh and I just, that child in me can identify with Will, you know, saying Santa, Santa's here. (laughs) Oh gosh. Oh, our Santa's coming. Like, oh my God, I love his movies. This has been so much fun, Dr. Anne. I want to put all your links in the show notes. And, but again, I just want to say if you have, I don't know if you have two separate websites, one for Happy Hippo Plant Mm -hmm. Organics and then one for yourself, but feel free to share whatever you'd like right now. Sure. Yeah. So I have two websites. One is the Etsy shop. So it's just um, etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash happy with an I hippo organics. And then my website 
is happy with an I hippo plant organics with an S at the end. So it's plural.com. Well, Dr. Ann, thank you so much for this time. I know that you stay busy, but it's so meaningful for me that you came on the show. Once again, I've been wanting to get you back on and this is a great time of the year. So I'm going to encourage my listeners to go to your links and purchase some of your products. And I know that they will really enjoy them. Thank you for joining me today. Oh, likewise. Thank you. It was such a pleasure. I always love hanging out with you, Maya. (laughs) Thank you. Let's recap my conversation with Dr. Anne. As always, I enjoy having her on the show and I have so much fun speaking with her. So Dr. Anne is a dentist, entrepreneur, and founder of Happy Hippo Plant Organics. During the pandemic, as you know, a dentist always has to cover up. She began to notice that she had a rash on her face and thought that perhaps it was due to her mask. Later on, she discovered that this painful rash was actually a allergic reaction to a lip balm that she had previously used. So no amount of medication actually took care of the problem. So she decided to create her own lip balm at home using plant-based ingredients. And with her sister's encouragement and determination, she developed a business offering eco-friendly, natural and non-toxic dental and body care products from toothpaste tablets to lotion bars to bath soaps. Dr. Ann puts her heart and soul into each product, considering sustainability, packaging, and her customer's health. Whether you're looking for a gift or switching to cleaner products, you will want to try out Happy Hippo Plant Organics. So I'm going to add all the information so that you'll know where to go. And like I said, she has an Etsy shop. About Happy Hippo Plant Organics, their ingredients, products, and packaging are each thoughtfully selected and put together to be simple, clean, sustainable, and eco-friendly. So their motto is for a happy you and a happy planet. The company gives back to replenishing the planet by planting trees with a percentage of their proceeds. Dr. Ann took into consideration the environment, like I said, by offering eco-friendly ingredients and packaging. These are vegan-friendly and hypoallergenic products. And if you have sensitivities like I do, you will love these products. I mentioned the importance of supporting small businesses. One way to support small businesses is to shop locally and buy products directly from small business owners. Additionally, when shopping from small business owners, uh, customers can better understand the products that they purchase. You can also shop them online, like she has a couple of websites. Many small businesses have their websites and online stores where customers can shop from their homes. And Dr. Ann has an Etsy shop, and I'll add her link as well. So Dr. Ann is an example, an excellent example of how to give back to the community. She creates organic and non-toxic products that prioritize the environment and animal welfare. And she also gives back by donating to planting trees to support the environment. I would love to hear from you guys. Tell me what you think about this episode. Dr. Ann is so much fun. We talked about how we also did a cooking show together, one episode. That was a lot of fun. I'll see if I can link it as well. And my friends, I hope that you enjoy this episode and let me know what you think about her products if you try them. Thanks again for being a listener. You've been listening to the Healthy Lifestyle Solutions Podcast with your host, Maya Acosta. If you've enjoyed this podcast, do us a favor and share with one friend who can benefit from this episode. Feel free to leave us an honest review on Apple Podcasts. That helps us to spread our message. Thanks for listening.